Hello and welcome to episode 80 of the Vegan Business Tribe podcast with myself, David Pennell, co-founder of Vegan Business Tribe. And if you have a vegan business or you're just thinking about starting one, then Vegan Business Tribe is here to support you and to inspire you, not just to build a vegan business, but to build a successful vegan business. And this week, Lisa actually let me out of our recording studio and we spent two days at the podcast show London 2022 for what has to be one of the biggest podcasting industry events that I've ever seen, here in the UK at least. And I guess that now we're fast approaching the 100th episode of our own Vegan Business Tribe podcast. I just thought that I should really find out how to do it properly. And the podcasting show, it was definitely the place to do this that. But I also know that a lot of you are interested in podcasting. You know, it might be that you've thought about launching a podcast yourself, or you might be thinking about getting onto other people's podcasts to promote your company or service. So I made sure that I took loads of notes over the two days of the conference. And in this episode, I'm going to share our six big takeaways from the event. Some are going to help you if you've already got a podcast, but some, they're just things that you should know about the podcasting industry and where it's going, even if you're just a podcast listener. But before we jump into that, I just want to give a quick shameless plug to our Vegan Business Tribe membership community. Because this podcast, it's only something like, gosh, 20% of everything that we do at Vegan Business Tribe. So if you are looking for help to grow your vegan business and to link up with an amazing community of vegan business owners just like you, then head over to the website at veganbusinesstribe.com because there you will find all the information about our live events, about our networking meetups, our vegan business academy that's got over 20 hours of video masterclasses and a whole lot more. And at the same time, by joining us at Vegan Business Tribe, you are also just making sure that we can keep putting out this podcast each and every week and keep doing everything that we do to help champion the vegan business scene around the world. So if you are not yet a member, so maybe you're one of those lurkers who I know listen to this podcast every single week, but you haven't reached out to us yet. And if this is you, I'm speaking to you direct. Do go and sign up on the website, either as a free fan or a full paid up member. And let's just see how we can help you grow your vegan business too. Okay, so... As I said, Lisa let me out of my box this week to go hang out with a load of podcasters at the podcasting show in London 2022. And the first thing to take note of before I get into my list of takeaway points was just how big 
and how busy this event was. There were 12 stages in total that you could bounce between throughout the event. And most of the talks, they were pretty much packed out. And another thing that I noticed was the average age of the people at the event. Now, before you say no, that's just me getting old, there were a lot of under-30s, and not just as attendees, but the people giving the presentations. There is a lot of expertise in the younger demographics in the podcasting sector. Now, it wasn't just people in their 20s. A lot of the veterans of podcasting, they've been doing this for, gosh, the last 20 years and a lot of those kind of people were there too but a packed event with a lot of those people there being in younger demographics that all goes to show that the podcasting sector is really set for a lot of growth and this was also reinforced by the brands that had a big presence on the conference floor Spotify and Amazon Music, they both had huge areas right by the entrance to show podcasters what they could offer on their platforms. YouTube sponsored three of the stages and there were lots of smaller businesses that had developed production technologies or offered promotional services for podcasts. This was obviously a show by the podcast industry for podcasters. And that was shown also by the fact that this was a midweek event rather than on a weekend like lots of consumer events are. And with two very long days and 12 stages to pick from, each with its own full programme of speakers, there was a lot of information to take away. Now, Even if you are not running a podcast yourself, you should still be aware of the industry and what's happening in it. You might not have your own podcast, but you are looking at using other people's to expand your brand awareness, for example. Or it might be that you've just never thought of having a podcast for your business because you just can't get your head around how they generate new customers and revenue. So, I've been back through all my notes from the event and I've pulled out the six main points and themes that I took away from the podcast show just so you didn't have to. So let's get straight into point one, which is podcasts do not make money like you think they do. When we listen to the big podcasts, so you know, the podcasts that have got tens of thousands of listeners, then they can be packed with adverts. You get a pre-roll advert right at the start, and then the presenter will mention their sponsors, and then you get an ad break somewhere in the middle, and then another sponsor mentioned at the end. And I can understand that. We're getting this content for free, but the podcaster, they still need to earn money somehow. And taking on advertisers, it's just one of the oldest and most simplest ways of doing that. But, well, adverts... They can be really annoying. And actually, they don't pay anywhere near as well as you think they might. An industry average rate for a 30-second advert is £15 per 1,000 listeners to a show. 
Only the top 1% of podcasts get over 10,000 listeners. So you can see there is a long way to go to make your podcast into something that's going to bring in sustainable revenue from advertising. But very few of the podcasters who were talking at the show embraced the advertising revenue model for their podcasts. The way that they made money, and for some of them, very good money indeed, was by offering extra exclusive content to their followers who were willing to pay. And it's no wonder that Patreon had a huge stand at the event because this is the way that the majority of podcasters are currently making a living. And when you look at the numbers, it makes a lot of sense. So imagine that you have a podcast that gets 1,000 listeners per episode, which is a really nice landmark to hit. You might put out your podcast once a week and decide to take two 30-second adverts from two advertisers that really want to talk to that niche audience that you've built up. And at £15 per advert, well, if you take two of them, then that's £30 per episode. So if you're a weekly podcast, then your podcast's earning potential, it's going to be around 1500 a year which isn't a lot for all that effort. Now, let's say that out of your thousand listeners, 10% of them love you so much that they are willing to pay £5 a month to sign up to your patron to support you, or maybe your paid community to receive an extra bonus episode a week from you. After all, they love your content. So, if they are going to pay for anything, then they're going to pay for more of the same. And 100 people paying £5 a month is £6,000 a year. That's four times as much as you would be earning from those two 30-second adverts. But it's still not quite enough to live on. However, it doesn't have to stop there. Kane Barron is the presenter of the Podcasters podcast, and he shared his business model that had a £5 month basic Patreon tier, which people would receive an extra episode a week of his podcast. But that was followed by a £10 a month tier. And if you subscribe to that, then you were able to suggest and vote on future topics. But then he also had a £50 a month tier where his listeners could take part in a group question and answer session with him as the presenter. And with this kind of setup, people are making a good full-time living from podcasts that only have a few thousand listeners but they had built up a strong offering of extra content for those super fans that really wanted it and even better they're using off-the-shelf platforms that require no technical knowledge at all like patreon to deliver it and this leads us straight into point two which is use your podcast to make connections and get work This follows directly on from point one. 
Out of those podcast hosts who are using their own memberships or platforms like Patreon to get income directly from their listeners, some also offered a very top tier of about £150 a month in which they gave coaching calls. But many, they also used their podcast to generate new customers for a separate business. After all, having somebody invite you into their ears week in, week out, that gives you a golden opportunity to develop trust and demonstrate your expertise on a specific topic. But it's not just your listeners who you can nurture into clients. It's the people that you interview too. And this is a big takeaway because interviews are not the only podcast format, but they are a hugely popular one. And James Mitra, who is the host of the 40 Minute Mentor podcast, he explained how the podcast had made him over £100,000. And that wasn't through advertising or subscriptions but from the business experts that he interviewed, then going on to become clients of his recruitment company. Spending an hour talking to somebody about their life story, that's a great bonding opportunity. And some of his podcast guests had even gone on to become advisors for his business, bringing with them decades of experience. He had made new friends and connections from the most experienced and connected business people simply by interviewing them on his podcast. And this is something that you can do too. As an example, our vegan business tribe member, Callum Weir, he launched his plant-fueled podcast and got vegan bodybuilder, motivational speaker and best-selling author, Robert Cheek, as a guest on just his eighth episode. And that made Callum a very well-connected and experienced friend in the process that he wouldn't have been able to get to talk to any other way. Okay, so on to point number three, which is podcasting has gone visual and in a big way. Because when you think about what platforms people use to listen to podcasts, you think iTunes, Spotify, or maybe you're using some third-party app like Stitcher or TuneIn Radio. However, the number two platform for podcasts is YouTube. And a lot of industry research went into verifying that figure just to make sure that they were not counting people who were watching YouTube videos that had just been made in a podcast-like way. They were only counting the people who had a separate audio podcast, but they uploaded the video version to YouTube. The number one platform for listening to podcasts is actually Spotify. And they too are betting big on video podcasts, rolling them out across their platform. Further surveys published by Edison Research asked how the public find new podcasts. And the two top ways were by one, recommendation from a friend, or by two, just searching the internet. And because YouTube is owned by Google anyway, where do you think the majority of those search results are going to lead 
people too, to Spotify and iTunes or to Google's own video platform. But YouTube isn't really just a video platform. It is a discovery engine and the best content search platform in the world. It's algorithms. They are built to deliver you content that you really, really want to watch, even if it isn't the content that you went there to find in the first place. YouTube is designed to keep you there by leading you from one bit of content to another. So, if people are already on YouTube consuming content, then it makes a lot of sense to take your content to where those people already are and to where it's going to be discovered, rather than trying to get those people to move and listen to you on a different platform or app. And if you do have an interview format podcast, then there is something just really compelling about watching two people having a conversation like you are a fly on the wall. But even if you don't plan to upload a video version of your podcast to YouTube, you can still use video recordings of your podcast for other things, such as extra content for your backers or paid subscribers above and beyond the audio version, or to take snippets to share something more visual on your social media channels. I don't think that anybody there was saying that podcasting as an audio format was going to go away anytime soon. But video is definitely becoming a huge component of the medium and something that you shouldn't really be ignoring. Which leads us to point four, which is if you are looking to grow a podcast, you need a team. Podcasting for many is a solo pursuit. It's just you and a microphone recording for 30 minutes, then editing for an hour, then uploading your podcast to your podcasting host, then writing the show notes or the transcripts, then updating your website, creating snippets, putting it all over social media, and then going out and looking for guests and starting to research and write your next episode. Did I miss anything out there? But <laughs> creating a podcast once a week, it can easily become a full-time job if you are just one person. Many of the successful podcasters who were speaking at the show, they explained that the moment that their podcast started to grow was at the point when they started to build a team around them. At some point... You need to decide if you are the presenter, the producer or the promoter of your podcast. Because if you try to be all three, then that's really going to put a limit on how quickly you can grow your show. We live in what's called the gig economy. You can find people on Fiverr and Freelancer.com who can do pretty much anything and probably do it far better than you can without having the expense of employing somebody. If you want somebody to take over the production or the promotion of your podcast, then you can go out and find them. In fact, we've got a lot of vegan business tribe members who can help you with administrative tasks. Or it might be that you hate doing social media 
So go give that bit to somebody else who can do it in half the time that you can and actually enjoys doing it too. And this is especially important if you actually run a business as well as your podcast. In fact, there is a growing podcast service sector and we're very lucky to have Bloody Vegans Productions run by Vegan Business Tribe member Jim Moore. It was obvious at the conference that a lot of brands want a podcast, but they don't want to commit the time of their own founders or their team to create one. And for larger companies, that's easy. They just get a podcast production company to make a show for them, maybe with a celebrity as the host. And there were plenty of these kind of professional production companies at the podcasting show. And all you've got to do in that situation is just give some input into the content. But smaller companies are also looking at this option. And there were a number of podcast hosts who had already built up experience and an established podcast. And then what they did was they pitched themselves to companies in their sector to produce and present a podcast for them too as a complete done-for-you service. And this is the thing. If your company sees the benefit of having a podcast, then you don't have to be the presenter. It might be that you're simply not the best choice for it or that you just don't have the time. You can bring in somebody else who is familiar with your industry or already familiar to your audience and get them to be the host and do those interviews for you or just to deliver the content on your company's behalf. Which brings us nicely to point five, which is interviews are not the only podcast format. Now, Interviews are probably the best known format for a podcast and they're probably the easiest to make too. You just book somebody interesting, you talk to them for an hour, you record that conversation and bingo, you've got your podcast episode. And the bigger that your podcast gets, then the less time you have to spend finding those interesting people because they start coming to you and pitching themselves as guests. But... There are so many other podcast formats that you can look at. And people are starting to look beyond that familiar interview format for something new to listen to. I'll give you an example. When the Royal Kew Gardens here in the UK wanted to launch a podcast, they could have just interviewed experts about their plants. But Kew Gardens wanted to reach beyond the plant people who already knew about them. Because Kew Gardens isn't just about their grounds and gardens. They run the Millennium Seed Bank. They're fighting biodiversity loss across the planet. And they do a lot of research into the future uses and potential of plants. They believe that the world's future is botanic. They want to expand their brand into the wider public consciousness, not just to attract more plant enthusiasts. So when they launched their podcast, they did so 
using a true crime format where famous botanist James Wong, he looked at the grittier side of botany, such as how police had used plant science to solve murder cases and the illegal trafficking of rare plant species. People are looking to be both entertained and educated when they listen to a podcast. And this is why many are now exploring different types of podcasting formulas, with some even being produced in seasons, just like a TV show, instead of a weekly or a monthly release. So, if everybody else in your industry is releasing interview podcasts, then maybe you can do something else. For example, each episode of the Zendium Toothpaste podcast, I know I use all the glamorous examples, but each episode of the Zendium Toothpaste podcast lasts for just two minutes, which is the time that you should spend brushing your teeth. And they even release a version for parents to listen with children when brushing their teeth together. Which leads us perfectly to the last point, point six, which is make shorter content. And this is possibly the hardest one to wrestle with. With these Vegan Business Tribe podcasts, I aim for about 30 minutes for each episode. And sometimes that comes in at 20 minutes and sometimes that comes in at three quarters of an hour or even longer, just depending what we're talking about. And I do that because... That's the length of podcast that I like to listen to myself. But the average podcast listener, they will consume five hours of podcasts a week. So if you've got an hour-long podcast, then you're asking a potential new listener to give up one of their other favourite shows that week to take a risk on yours, which might just turn out to be rubbish. So you need to make content that fits what your listeners are looking for in that moment. Are you trying to serve somebody a full three-course meal when they're just out looking for snacks? Now, that doesn't mean that you can't make that longer content. But are you making something shorter and more digestible for somebody to sample and get familiar with you before asking them out for dinner? People will say that they just don't have time to watch a 40-minute video, but they'll happily watch 20 two-minute videos back-to-back without even leaving their chair. So you need to provide people with an entry point for your content that isn't going to take up their time. And that's not just giving them a snippet of your main content, but a full standalone listening or viewing experience in 30 or 60 seconds. This is what people are happy to consume to try something new without feeling they're committing too much time. And more importantly... This is the kind of content which is findable and shareable on social media. And each one can end with a call to action to go hunt down your full podcast for more content. So if you haven't already, create a trailer for your podcast, a short 90-second intro telling people what your podcast is and what they can expect to get from listening to it, and pin that to the top of your social media profile. 
or create a landing page for your podcast trailer on your website. And instead of trying to drive new listeners straight into a full-length episode, make watching your trailer your main goal for people instead. Okay, so that's all six points. And they are things that you'll probably see us working into our own content over the next few months too. But just to round up, let's have a bullet point recap of the six things that we learned from the podcasting show London 2022. Number one, podcasts don't make money like you think they do. An industry average rate for a 30-second advert on a podcast is just £15 per thousand listeners. So you're unlikely to get rich from advertising unless you get into that top 10% of podcasting. But getting revenue directly from your listeners, such as offering extra weekly content for £5 or £10 a month for a platform like Patreon, that gives you scalable income many times more than you will ever get from advertising. Two, use your podcast to make connections and to get work. Spending an hour talking to somebody about their life story, that is a great bonding opportunity. So if you do have an interview podcast, then that might be the perfect way for you to make new contacts in your industry. If you've got a business or service linked to your podcast, then a percentage of those people who you interview, they're likely to become either customers or great new connections that can help your business. Three, podcasting has gone visual and in a big way. YouTube is now the second largest platform for podcasts, just behind Spotify, but way ahead of iTunes. It's the best content search platform in the world, and it's where your audience is already spending their time. So why not put your effort into bringing your content to where it's going to get discovered instead of trying to get people to come to a different platform to find you? Four, if you are looking to grow a podcast, you need to build a team. At some point, you need to decide if you are the presenter, the producer or the promoter of your podcast. Because if you try to be all three, then that's really going to put a limit on how quickly you can grow a podcast. Bring in people to do the things that you hate or that can do it in half the time at a fairly low cost. And remember, if you don't think you are the right person to be the presenter, then bring somebody else in to do that instead. Five, interviews are not the only format. There are a lot more podcasts around now than even a couple of years ago. So both listeners and podcasters are looking for more innovative formats. Look at how Q Gardens used that true crime documentary format to promote the botanical work that they do. Or could you even produce seasons that each run for a certain amount of episodes? And point six, make shorter content. People will say that they don't have time to watch a 40-minute video, but they'll happily watch 22-minute videos back-to-back. -back. You need to give people an easy, 
entry point to your long-form content. And that doesn't mean just taking a snippet of your main content, but creating a full, standalone viewing or listening experience that takes 30 or 60 seconds. Make a trailer for your podcast and direct people to that instead of trying to get them to listen to a full episode. And that is it. So, just to finish us off, like everything that we've just been talking about, we know that a lot of people find this podcast through recommendation. So, if you could help me out here, if you know other people who are looking to grow a vegan business who haven't tried us out yet, then tell them to just search for the Vegan Business Tribe podcast. And if you're listening on one of the platforms that lets you leave a five-star review or a thumbs up or just to recommend us, then just doing that alone, that is a huge thing you can do to help us get the message out there. And as always, if this episode has got you raring to go with your own vegan business or even with your own podcast, then do go check out veganbusinesstribe.com because that's where you can get access to lots more great content, support, lots of weekly online events, and also, most importantly, access to the most amazing community of vegan business owners you will ever meet. And all who want your business to succeed because they are on the same mission that you are. So thank you so much for listening. And actually, we're out and about on the road again for Vegan Life Live. And that's at Alexandra Palace in London on the 11th and 12th of June 2022. So that's a couple of weeks away. And if you are there and you spot Lisa and myself walking around in our Vegan Business Tribe hoodies, you know, we'll be completely branded up as always. Please do stop us and say hello. Let me know you're listening to this podcast and we can probably have a little bit of a chat about your business too and if i don't see you there then i'll see you on the next one